It's my money and I need it now. JG Wentworth. 877 cash it all. 877 cash it all. sick in elementary school and staying home and watching tv all day and it was just like jerry springer and then that commercial that's the best the best of the memories that's why i watched that pluto channel nosy yes because it has jerry springer and um steve and maury and montel and it has uh divorce court and oh I yeah and blind date <laughs> blind date everything that would have been on when you were sick as a kid mm-hmm. it's the perfect perfect channel that's just the perfect app it is the perfect app hashtag sponsor us i usually cut out when we talk about pluto just because it's when we're like chatting but one of these days they'll sponsor us oh they will all right, so, hi, I'm Elisa, <laughs> and I'm Jess, and I don't know why we're talking like cowboys, because <laughs> we're cowboys, and this but is- welcome to Social Disease Partners, <laughs> Social Disease Podcast, where we talk about Degrassi. <laughs> Now my and, I don't know where this actually Yeah, that was no longer cowboy. It was something else now. Something entirely uh, new. It turned into like the grandpa from Rugrats. <laughs> who knows who I am? <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're just we're oh we're halfway there. Oh, oh. Lemon on a pear. <laughs> and so we're just talking about the first half of season one because we're cool like that. Yeah. So since like we're halfway through season one and Elisa came in not knowing anything about Degrassi except like whatever fucking song. What is that guy's <laughs> name that wrote that song? Neil Cesariga. Shout out, Neil. You're Wonder my what, boy. What he's doing these days. Still keeping me hot. <laughs> but uh, there, that song in the 2000s that was on the internet was Elisa's only frame of reference for Degrassi. But now, since we've watched eight full episodes and we're officially halfway through the 15 episode first season, we're just like regrouping a little bit and like talking about the big moments and stuff so yes so episode one slash two that was uh a big shocker for me and still looking back um quite the storyline still i'm feeling like uh even though they address really huge issues still, uh, like like the gay dad and stuff, I feel like um, child rape is still <laughs> the, the largest of the issues. 
Yeah, I would agree that, like, in the first eight episodes, like, kidnapping of an 11-year-old child is probably still the most most extreme it goes there. Yeah, and then Emma just doesn't bring it up anymore. Oh, yeah, like... no one ever talks about it again. So, in episode one and two, first episode ever of Degrassi the Next Generation, um, and the first two-parter, uh, the big storyline is that Emma get she has like an online boyfriend who turns out to be a creepy we think a serial killer. Oh yeah, definitely right? a serial at least a serial rapist, if yeah. not a serial killer. But a grown man anyway who like kidnaps her in a hotel and then like the parents have to go find her and get the police involved and everything. And it's like really scary. First of all, like I feel like they really like ran the risk of alienating a big part of their potential audience with this being the first episode of a brand new series for children. Yeah, I think that's why in the United States they released it later on. Because didn't they release it like right now in this season? Um, I don't remember when they released it in the course of the season, but you're right that it was in the U.S., not the first one. Because the first episode they showed in the U.S. was Parents' Day, which was the most boring one, period, ever. <laughs> like, nothing happens on Parents' Day. So, like, I feel like that was a pretty safe one for, for the American audience. Well, those are usually, like, the true pilots. Yeah. Um, and so it us- that's what would be normal in the u.s is like uh just a simple just getting introduced to the characters yeah just get it on my palate Mm. i won't just want a taste of what's going on and then give me the ah and honestly parents day which i think was was that the third episode three no five oh yes right parents day I think it was five. Yep, episode five. So I thought Parents' Day was a pretty good, like, it would have made a good opener because it still focuses on the four main kids. And it's it's a good, like, getting to know you that we sort of get in the very first episode, but not completely. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But, and then the other part of episode one and two that we would be remiss not to mention is the the adults. Oh my gosh, Spike. That was when we first fell in love with Spike. Yes. And I feel like we just really haven't seen enough of her. No, not yet. And we will get to, which is good. But so far we haven't. With the first, with episode one and two, I really felt like we were going to see more of the adults. And we really haven't seen any of the adults. Like, I feel like most of the adult interactions have been, like, these adults that we haven't been introduced to really yet. So it's, like, uh, Ashley's dad who came in. But it was really a story mostly around Ashley and um, the Toby's parents. Mm-hmm. When they were fighting, but that was a story mostly around Toby. And so I, I feel like any of the parent interactions is not really a strong point of the episode. 
I just, it seemed like in the first two episodes, I was like, all right, I'm getting ready for like these episodes that are going to be mostly based around the kids, but then also the adults. And then I was like, nope. The adults yeah. are the sides, a real side uh, dish. And that's kind of like, I'm noticing that this time around too, that I never noticed in other watchings because like as you get farther into the series the adults are around a lot more mm-hmm. but so like they've just kind of always been around so I didn't realize that they've been so absent after the first two-parter episode like we hardly see any of them except for Mr. Simpson and I never really noticed that because like later on they're all everywhere like in season two Joey is everywhere Spike and Snake are everywhere because they're getting married and like you know, spoiler alert, they're getting married, but that's not a big spoiler. <laughs> um, so I feel like season two, things are going to change a lot because you've been telling me like a lot of different stuff about season two. So yeah. I feel like I'm getting into this comfort zone and then I'm going to be like that ah! <laughs> season two comes along. Honestly, I think you are because I was just thinking earlier today how boring all of these episodes are compared to season two and three. Yeah. Also season three, I feel like you've told me a lot of like interesting things happening in season three. Oh, season three is like by far the best. There's 14 seasons and number three is like the ultimate. I feel the best one. Ooh, I'm so excited. And then we have to like stop podcasting because, uh, it's all downhill from there, you know? Yeah, then we just, we literally should just set ourselves on fire. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, there's nothing else to burn. That's not weird. It's logical. (laughs) It's not, it's not creepy or disturbing, you know, my therapist wouldn't be concerned. It's just, uh, totally normal. Yeah. As are we. As are we. Um, oh Um, yeah, and then also in the first episode, the fedora. (laughs) Oh my god, the fedora that just never ends and it's passing <laughs> and it's passing of hands and it just is so ugly. It looks like it was literally taken from like the theater department's costume bag. You know where it was taken from? <laughs> Joey Jeremiah's gross, sweaty teenage head. Uh, no, thank you. Yes, indeed. No, thanks. I'll stick to the costume bag <laughs> give me my fedoras from the costume bag like I think that was the actual fedora that he wore in Degrassi High oh my gosh then it was a total like shout out yeah well that was the thing was I think it was kind of like the symbolic passing of the torch from one generation to the next how cheesy but like oh. cute I don't know Oh my goodness. It is definitely uh, a symbol there for the fans. The fans. Fan mm-hmm. service. I feel like we're going to have to watch um, Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. I feel like we need to watch everything. We'll, yeah. Like start with this, then go back and just get it all done. Honestly, I feel like here's the best way to watch it. I feel like we have to watch The Next Generation, like, season one through about six, and then go back and watch Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, 
because then you have kind of like a, a feel for the flow of how the episodes go and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you can go back and watch the rest of The Next Generation and then watch the Netflix series. Yes. Because, like, and did you know there's also movies? I did not know there was movies. Oh, yes, my God. Yes, there's Degrassi movies, and they're really good. Well, we'll be slipping those in here. Heck, yeah. You'll be hearing episodes about the Degrassi movies. Do you have anything that else to add about the mother and child reunion two-parter before we move on to the second episode? No, let's move on to the second uh, or third slash second. It's yeah, very- technically, technically they call it episode three. I've been going with the way that they're listed on the on the wiki, which is the first one, even though it was a two-parter. They listed as one and two. Yeah. So episode three was family politics. That was the one where um, Toby and Ashley are dealing with blending their families together because their parents got married. Yeah, which deals with like therapy and stuff, which I really loved and thought was super interesting from a kid's show. Mm-hmm. I love that they go to family therapy to deal with their transition. Yeah, because there's families who should go to family therapy who aren't transitioning and stuff. It's just, like, go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, just to learn how to, like, deal, interact with each other. Yeah, to learn how to, like, parent and to learn how to, like, be people around each other. Mm-hmm. And then the Toby, JT, Manny, Emma group also had their first day of middle school in this episode, too. Yes. And then is, isn't this when Emma meets Sean? Is it? Is... Emma and Spinner have their first interaction. I don't think Sean's in this one. Is Sean in the next one? Is he in Parents' I think he, he must be in the... Yes, he's in Parents' Day. Okay. I'm confusing things. But Spinner, yes, Spinner gets to fall in love with Spinner for the first time. Spinner. He's so cute. Like, he's not, because he's being a dick, and he's a disgusting 13-year-old boy, but, like, he's endearing somehow. Like, the thing is, is when I was a 13-year-old girl, this is the boy that I would have been like, leave me alone. Like, this yeah. is awful. And he probably would have bullied the crap out of me and made me feel like crap. And then now in the adult, I'm like, oh, what a small little child. Ooh, precious. Uh-huh. <laughs> You would have been Emma, and you're still, you still would be Emma. I am a total Emma. I am Emma for sure. I'm, I, you know what? I'm like a mix between Liberty and Emma. Like, I do things awkwardly like Liberty uh, and like Emma. <laughs> I like it. We should do that on the Instagram. Like, do a, do a, um, a poll. Which, which Degrassi girl are you? Yes, we should. That would be perfect. Are you a Liberty, an Emma, a Manny, a Paige, an Ashley, or a Terry? Oh, my gosh. Because those are all the main girls right now, right? Yes, I believe that. Although, you know, I'm so sad because, like, we haven't gotten to know that much about Manny. I know. They're moving really slow on her. 
Like, she has gotten zero character development besides, like, there for Emma. Next week, we get to hear a little bit more about her. I watched next week's episode earlier today because I thought that's what we were doing today. <laughs> apologies. Apologies. No worries. Um, I mean, we still could record it if you're if you want to. I, I can give you. I can it. give you twenty minutes to watch the episode <laughs> if we have time. Yeah, um, but next <laughs> week we get to hear a little bit more about Manny's um, like background. Next week or this yeah. week? Yes, I'm excited because on episode nine. Yeah, she's that- real cute. You were telling me it's also Emma heavy, right? Yeah, it's Emma. There's an Emma's the main storyline next week. Or next time. Episode nine. Oh. I don't know when we're releasing it, but it's episode nine. <laughs> yeah, for all of you listening, don't be confused. It's just the episode that comes next. Yeah, all our hundreds of listeners. Don't don't worry. We'll guide it's, you through it. <laughs> ten people. <laughs> ten people are listening. Whatever, 10 is 10. If 10, is 10. You guys are all perfect 10s. I want you to know that. Yeah. And if each of the 10 people tell two friends, then that's 30 listeners. And if they tell two friends, that's too much math for me to do. Yeah, forget it. If but I it's can... bigger than 30. Tell your friends. Tell your Yeah, anyway, tell, tell someone by word of mouth that you like our podcast. And encourage them to watch along with us. Yes. Like, if they've never watched it, it's a perfect opportunity to start. So, also, in the family politics episode, I think Paige was starting to be a dick to everybody. Yeah, this is... Well, at first, we pitied her. Because we were like, oh, her soul is lost. Oh, that's right. Then we learned better. We learned better because... Well, I learned better. (laughs) <laughs> you knew better. <laughs> I already knew better, but like I need you you have to figure these things out on your own, you know. Yeah, my lessons will come. My lessons will come strong and fast. Yeah. And like if I if I try to teach them to you before you're ready, like that's just not it's not how it happens. Yeah. But the thing is is like I do believe that there is like this very very deep-seated insecurity within Paige. Oh, 100%. Like she's not inherently a bad person. She just doesn't know how to handle puberty any better than the rest of them do. No, 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 no. And the thing is is like she's taking it out on her friends, which is terrible. Oh, no. Wait a second. This was not a Paige episode. I'm sorry. This was the school election. Yes, but she was still being like, oh, are you going to be like that? Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess she was. This is when we did start the the page empathy. But then the next episode when she like, uh, because the next episode is Parents Day. No, the next one is Eye of the Beholder. Oh, Oh, yeah, that is Parents Day. That's all mixed up. No, okay, so we're just talking about episode three, and then number four is Eye of the Beholder, and that's yes, the and one... That's when we really started to hate her because she was... When we really... Yeah. That's the one when she got Terry drunk. Because she's a bitch. Because she's a bitch. She? So do we want to talk about the Ashley and JT election in episode three? Um, hell yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I still think Toby's a little shit. 
Like Toby, Toby's just like a little um, cockroach. Like you know, <laughs> like you know, um, okay, and like Harry Potter, like you know, Wormtail. Yeah. He reminds me of him, like you know, like a little. Like he just always survives, and just <laughs> like causes trouble. Yeah, and he just ha- he just like I feel like he should be making that face, like like a little rat face. Yeah, I could see that. I like that comparison. He's just like a little rat man, and he just bothers me because because he's, he's just-, just like, oh my my brand new stepsister is clearly having a hard time, and she really wants this election. She really wants to win like school president more than anything so how can I take the one thing that she actually cares about when she's already stressed out and like just fucking crush it right in front of her face yeah and let me get my friend involved who really doesn't want this and try and push him further than he wants to go yeah and who's making a whole a joke out of the whole election which is just gonna like goad her even more because she cares so much about it like it's honestly pretty it's pretty like despicable when you break it down yeah and especially because like at the end when she's like this is like the one thing that like you weren't a part of Mm -hmm. and I wanted it like why did you have to ruin this too and he still had like this stinky look on his face like I might still go up there I'm like oh you little rat like yeah that's the whole thing because she's like you're in my house you're in my school you're in my therapy sessions like I don't I can never get away from you I wanted this for me this was the one thing that I can do by myself that my mom's not like making me be nice to you about and you had to ruin this too yeah because well the thing is is like the mom does make her be nice about it she's like he Mm -hmm. isn't doing anything wrong and it's like he, like, openly admits that he's, like, trying to hurt her. Like, he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because when he gets the whole idea, he's like, well, my dad would kill me if I ran against her. But if my best friend ran against her, he's like, fuck exactly. you, Toby. Like, don't be a dick. You know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, he knows exactly, like, he why he's doing what he's doing. And he's trying to fuck up her day. Mm-hmm. And... Ugh, it just makes me so mad. And then Ashley trying to pay off JT made me laugh so much. God, yeah. Here, $80. $80. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, huh, okay. Oh my god, that's perfect. I, JT, I didn't realize I was going to get any money out of this. God, he's never taken anything seriously in his life, though. Yeah, I mean, he seems like the type. He seems like the one who even in his 30s is going to be like that. Yeah. So, episode four. I episode four. Um, I have the poop holder. I have the poop holder. Yeah, poop holder works best. I was trying to be... <laughs> ho- no, nothing else works with that word. Um, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> anyway sometimes that's uh, what I do is I'm just sitting there like how can I put poop in this the best <laughs> how can I put poop in here and make it the funniest that's an excellent use of your time or fart oh fart yeah I have the fart holder 
<laughs> we are almost 30 years old. And fart jokes are funny. Fuck you if you don't think so. Yeah. Um. Even like my dad, who's uh 50 something, thinks fart jokes are funny. So I think fart jokes are just funny forever. So I have the fart holder. Um, the ace. <laughs> <laughs> the ace story being Terry Page Spinner Love Triangle and the B story being JT and Toby looking at porn online. <laughs> I forgot about that. <gasps> like the intellectuals that they are. Oh, and their free URLs. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got this, I got this list of URLs from my cousin who's really good at the net. Yeah, here's my free URLs, man. Let's go look but at They have to food. type in because like Google doesn't exist yet. Yeah, I, oh my god, the blessing of Google where you could just type in tits. Yeah, right? Billions of tits. Jesus, I one time accidentally Google searched just the word hot. Because I was trying to get to, like, hotmail.com, and I accidentally just typed in hot and then hit enter instead of, like, continue to type. So I, it accidentally Googled the word, word hot. And, like, from that, I got porn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. There would be porn sites, I remember, uh, in, like, middle school and high school, and I would try to do research that would just change one letter in, like, a website that kids would use. Uh-huh. And it would be a porn site. And yeah. that's how I found the hamster dance. True story. Wait, what did you type in? Um, history.com instead of history.com. I typed in history.com. It took me and to that's a porn this, site? It, it was. I don't know. I don't think it is anymore. But when I was in middle school, it was. And my grandpa freaked out and it said, click my belly button. So I did. And it took me to the hamster dance. And the oh hamster my God. all dance. They went, ah. dee da dee da do do So Paige got Terry drunk. And Paige is a bitch. Um, sorry, we keep saying this as your poor friend. Um, no, Paige, Paige is not intrinsically a bitch. No, but she's sure acting like one. Yes. She needs to get her shit together, which apparently she does. If if she's a well-liked character by somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and I know a lot of people like her. Like, she's never really my my thing. She never really grows on me the way that I think she's supposed to. But a lot of people do like her. Well... I look forward to her changing because she's not a good person now. No, she's not. But I am very upset because I do not like that Terry loses her self-confidence so early on. I know, because Spinner likes her back. Yeah, and it would have been perfect, and she probably would have gotten a lot of self-confidence from, like, just having a guy like her that young, you know, I, I remember like, you know, if a guy had a crush on you that young, you were like, hell yeah, I'm hot shit. And yeah. <laughs> she probably would have been like, you know, happy about it and stuff, but Paige had to ruin it and make her look, look a fool. 
And then when she goes, like, and dances, she just, I was like, oh, no, baby girl, you look so bad. <laughs> You're making a fool of yourself. Poor Terry. Poor Terry. And like, she, she just wanted to have a fun time at, like, the first non-school hours dance of the year or whatever. And, like, go with the boy that she likes and Paige had to be like, no, I want that boy. You should drink alcohol for confidence. Wink, wink. And then, like, fucking ruin everything. Yeah. It, it's just that episode made me sad. I feel yeah. like I feel like very attached to these characters already. Like, I just want them to grow up as good babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every episode where something bad happens to the babies I like. I'm like, leave my babies alone. You cannot exactly. hurt my babies. They're so sweet. Written and everything, and I cannot change their future. (laughs) Well, and speaking of sweet babies, it's somebody's first um, appearance this episode too. Oh, Sean, right? Yes, Sean. Fucking Tamron. Ooh, Emma just drips into a puddle of herself. She's like, "I love this boy." I feel like Emma seeing Sean is love at first sight. Yeah, she she's like super into him in her in her special way. Yeah, because she never like shows too much outward emotion. She does like her small passionate bursts, but it's not like I don't know how to describe it. It's not like super emotional. She's just like it's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> and so when she meets Sean and she's into him, she's like, it's a fact now that I'm into you. Just yeah. back now. <laughs> like, you are the boy that I picked, and we're a thing. And, like, they do that whole little middle school dating thing where, like, they're not dating, but, like, everybody knows that they've, like, been making eyes at each other across the classroom, so, like, that makes him off limits. Yeah. Although Toby doesn't get the fucking hint because Toby's Aww. like, Wah, Toby's Wah, I want Emma. Wah, I'm a nice guy. If I'm mm. such a nice guy, why does nobody like me? I can't deal with Toby's dumbass in this episode. Toby is an incel. Toby's an incel. We'll state it again. Toby's, Toby's definitely an incel. Yeah, Toby's an incel. And we explore that even more in episode five. Do we have anything to say about JT and Toby looking at uh, porn? Besides besides just teasing them? Like besides we did. that it's hilarious? <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. And they get caught. And they're so stupid. And as they're watching it together. And it's just weird. And um, this is why you need to buy your children just uh, their own little, like, iPod touch. With uh, yeah. So they can watch their porn. Anyway, next episode. (laughs) um, Episode 5, Parents' Day. The most boring episode in the entire universe. So we can probably get through this one pretty quick. Uh, Yeah, so the whole, the stories, the A story was Toby's divorced parents coming to Parents' Day and they can't be in the same room together without fighting. And the B story was Emma having an argument with Sean's caregiver slash older brother tracker um, over the article she writes in the school paper that he does not like. (laughs) 
Well, Tracker can shove it up his ass. Yeah, he it's true. Because he, was he so most likely did. <laughs> Is that what guys do when they're mad? <laughs> yeah, dude. They like pace and then they take something and shove it up their ass. <laughs> I've watched it millions of times. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spent enough time around like grown men to uh to be familiar with that ritual, but okay, I believe you. Straight white grown men. So you See, I try to stay away from those. Yeah, unfortunately, I date a lot of those and have yeah. married one. So I was gonna I say you're married to one. Straight white men. Yeah. Uh, the worst breed, and somehow. I just kept fucking it. Well, but you found one who's, like, a good one. Yeah, he's more like a Bigfoot than a human, so. Which is cool. I mean, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's interspecies marriage. You live in the Pacific Northwest, where that's pretty normal to marry Bigfoot, right? So. (laughs) But parent day. Anyway, parent day. Parent day. (laughs) Toby sucks. Toby's a little weenie hole. He's like, wah, 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 you guys argue, and I it embarrasses me. Ooh, yeah. and I'm like, uh, Toby. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, Toby, why don't you go get a waifu and so you can stop bitching? Yeah. Get a waifu. And then, um... Emma saying... Emma having her... Writing her article... For the school paper about that I, in my notes it says NAK do you happen to remember what NAK stands for was that like the station that they were watching yeah and then it's she was the, really upset about it because it, it, it's like a non uh, I forget what the word is but it's like a well it's a for-profit company like they're yeah. They're buying things for the school in exchange for the school showing their ads during the morning announcements. Yes. yes. And Emma doesn't like the company because they're saying that, like, squeegee kids are bad. And she's like, no, they're doing what they have to do to survive. Like, you know, they come up to wash your car windows, like, in the hopes that you'll toss them a a dollar or something, you know. Yeah, and then so it's like super not understandable why Tracker like freaks the fuck out because she's like writing to help what he's like so mad about. She is, and I guess his point is like that NAK organization gives the school money for the computers and Sean needs the computers at school to do his homework because they don't have a computer at home. But he still gets like overwhelmingly angry at her yeah it's like pretty intense and then (laughs) she like apologizes to Sean I'm like no like you should not be apologizing Sean should honestly be apologizing to you for his brother's behavior but whatever and he sort of did at the end of the episode when they sort of make up and like make fun of Tracker together yeah, so, I mean, he does, but it's, like, she had to start it, and I was like, yeah. bullshit. What are you gonna do, those straight white boys? What you gonna do with those straight white boys? <laughs> set them on fire, yeah, set them on Besides fire. set them on fire. Oh, you know what, we can't set it, we shouldn't set ourselves on fire. There's always straight white cis men to burn. 
oh yeah and then we just made a dope song to it what are you going yes. to do? Oh, straight white boys. Oh, set them on fire. Set them on fire. Yeah, set them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you have to it. sing that for Sydney later. Oh, my God. They're going to love it. So they're moving into my house on Saturday. Yay! I'm so excited. I literally threw my hand in the air and shook it. Like you just don't care. Mm-hmm. Throw mm-hmm. your hand in the air like you may or may not care. Oh, yeah. I'm very, very thrilled. Me too. I can't wait to have them around all the time. Like, our wor- our biggest complaint about our relationship since, like, starting dating over a year ago was, like, that we don't have enough time to spend together. Well, and, you know, that always really fucking solves it because it's, like, even the little minutes you get together really make a difference when yeah. you live, like, a busy life and stuff right because I mean I'm about to start this schedule where I'm out of the house for 12 plus hours a day for three days a week and then for two more days a week I'm out for like nine hours a day so like and then they also work full-time and have like they go to choir rehearsals in the evening and stuff and like they like to go to church on Sunday so like we have a lot of stuff that we do not together so I yeah. feel like it's going to be really nice to have just, like, those times waking up, going to bed, you know, like, where we still get to, like, see each other and check in with each other every day. Yeah, and sleeping next to each other, it, it like, seriously, you're going to be like, oh, this is what makes a huge difference. And everything. Yeah, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be really nice because the last time I lived with a partner, it was a total shit show. And, like... I know why and there were like a million trillion reasons why so like and none of those reasons apply now and so I'm really excited to like have a healthy cohabitation that's really nice I am so thrilled for you it's gonna be cool we're never gonna be like Toby's parents fighting with each other at parents day mostly because we're not gonna have kids but also because we actually like each other Anyway, <laughs> well, fuck Parents' Day. Boo. Uh, next episode. episode six, the mating game. Oh yeah. AKA the super awkward one where everybody was talking about thirteen-year-olds boning each other. <laughs> super hot. Ugh. I love talking about children having sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> You will now be tuned into four hours of my ASMR vomiting. <laughs> so what was the A story and what was the B? So A story in this one was Jimmy and Ashley considering whether or not they're ready to have sex and Paige stirring up the shit in between them so that they feel pressured to have sex in order to stay together. And then, which is ridiculous. Okay. Like, ugh. Why don't you just go bone spinner? She should if she's so worried about people having sex. Yeah, if you're so worried about other people's sex lives, go worry about your own. Well, and there was a very weird moment in this episode where the boy that we never see again, who's supposed to be, like, Jimmy and Spinner's friend, I don't know who that is, but we never see him again. Like, but the three boys are sitting there and he just randomly pipes up and goes like, 
oh, I heard that Paige had sex at summer camp last year with a counselor. Like, first of all, who are you? Second of all, where did you hear that? And third of all, why are you just randomly bringing it up? Because he's a little shit. Because he's a little shit boy. (laughs) And that's what little shit boys do. We're going to have to make a new subtitle for our podcast, something about man-hating. Yeah, definitely, because we do talk about it a lot. Social (laughs) disease. Men are terrible. Social disease. We're going to set the men on fire. (laughs) (laughs) What you going to do with the straight white boys? Set them on fire. Set them on fire. (laughs) What are you going to do with those straight white boys? Come on, set them on fire. Set them on fire. (laughs) We're geniuses. Anyway, the... B story, I think, looks like it was the continuation of the Emma, Toby, Sean love triangle. Yeah. Or no, it was the very beginning of it. It was the very beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Sean and Emma bond over his... Dog or what? What did they bond over? This wasn't where they bonded over his dog. No, I don't think so. No, um, it was. Yeah, this is the it? episode with the the turtle, Mama Onu. <gasps> yes, and then oh my gosh, doesn't Toby create that like website just for her? Just yes, for- that is what it looks like because. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize it when we when we recorded this episode, but when I was looking for the images later on for the Instagram, um I found a still photo of like a screenshot of his search engine and it definitely is called Toby Tracks and then the little subtitle of the website where like Google would say like, you know, your window to the rest of the world or like whatever the Google like slogan is it says it says everything emma needs to know about endangered turtles (gasps) what a fucking psycho dude right it's such an insult dude uh, it just he's such a fucking creep it makes me like uh, it makes my skin crawl it's really gross he is a rat man yeah And Emma, you know, she's obviously made her choice. Just leave her alone. Yeah, she chose the minute he pulled up on that motorcycle, buddy. Yeah, she was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then she was done. (laughs) And because she's Emma, she's not going to change her mind. Yeah, I don't know. And why would she change her mind for you, little rap boy? No. (laughs) Oh, my God. then Jimmy and... Uh, Ashley thinking they have to have sex with each other. Yeah, and then they both realize, like, oh, we don't. Like, oh, okay, (laughs) we're, like, literal fucking infants, and we're not ready. Let's play with these condoms, like, balloons instead. (laughs) Like, I love that whole sequence of, like, (laughs) we're so fun. That was actually pretty cute. I'm pretty sure I played with condoms. I did. Oh, yeah. I think we all did. I think that it was just a necessary part of growing up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Should so we move on to episode six? Wasn't that episode six? Mating game? 
What's the oh, next? Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. So seven, I guess. Basketball Diaries. Yeah, yeah. Basketball Diaries. Where? Yeah, you're right. It is seven. Boy, so seven. Our boy fucks it up. Oh, jeez. Poor Spinner. And Poor Jimmy Spinner. <sighs> Just to reiterate our point of um, don't share your drugs, kids. Don't yeah, for God's friends. sake, if you have a prescription, take it the way you're supposed to and don't, don't give it to your friends. And if you have a friend that has a prescription, don't fucking pressure them to let you take them to get high. They need them for their health. Yeah, and then when they're like, no, please, leave me alone, leave me alone, please, leave them alone. Leave like, them alone. bro, it's my last pill. Don't say, but I need it. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god, Jimmy Jimmy pissed me off so much in this episode. Like, any goodwill he had built up, he just lost for me. Yeah. And I kind of feel like we, we talked this subject kind of to death already. Like, he was just an asshole. But, like, the, the, the A story was Spinner is revealed to have ADD and he takes Ritalin, like, three times daily. And then he tells Jimmy that, like, for somebody that doesn't have ADD, uh, Ritalin's, like, a million cups of coffee. So Jimmy, like, pressures Spinner into giving him one of his Ritalin pills so that he can make the basketball team. So he can play good and make the basketball team because he's too tired to play well. After reading so many books. Yeah, because he read so many books for English class. It was one book. And it was Lord of the Flies. It's like 150 pages. He's such, like, I don't know how everyone else on the basketball team could do it, but Jimmy. Yeah. Everyone else is also taking classes and doing sports, Jimmy. Spinner can do it. Why can't you? I mean, to be fair, Spinner's the water boy. But still, he's spending all that time in, he's spending all that time in practice also when he is not doing his homework. Exactly, exactly. But I think he's also in Miss Kwan's class for the second time. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> but he also is medicated now. I, I think he probably was unmedicated before. Probably. But probably. he... So Jimmy pressures Spinner into giving him his last pill and then is, like, super aggressive on the court I was about to say field on the the court and ends up injuring Sean and meanwhile Spinner off his meds moons the school during halftime and it's hilarious let's just bring that up again of how Uh, that mooning was don't say the thing again about the butthole and the balls I can't take it you just reminded me. I didn't have to remind myself because I haven't stopped thinking about it since we recorded that. Oh, man. I'm really good at just, like, dumping things out of my brain instantly. I'm like, <laughs> child's butthole and balls? Oh. Ew. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of my brain. <laughs> and into everyone else's for the rest <laughs> of your life. Yeah. You think about it while I forget. God. Um, and then the B story in this episode was was this one? I think it was Liberty and and uh, Ashley. Yeah, Liberty and Ashley doing the morning announcements. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Ashley taking Liberty under her wing in a very bitchy way. Yeah, I was gonna say in kind of a shitty way. 
Yeah, being like, oh, you can read them next year, bitch. <laughs> but that was pretty uneventful. Like, it was sort of a grow for Liberty and her self-esteem. But other than that, like, I didn't really feel like that did a whole lot. Yeah, the the real thing to talk about would, about Liberty would be in the next episode. <gasps> yes! Which is when she's frisky as hell, sticking corn in her mouth. God, Liberty. She wouldn't <laughs> She wouldn't know what to do with that boy if she got him. I know. I'm she'd sorry. Be like, um, so what what um uh, She would literally just like sit there and hold hands. But she would just stare at him longingly. Be like, uh, my baby. I have Yeah. She is so funny. She kills me like Seriously, when she put that corn in her mouth and just holding it there, I was laughing so hard out loud. I thought my dogs were going to freak out. And she's just, like, staring across the courtyard at him. Like, "Mm, baby, come get it. I was like, "Ah!" she took a picture of him and everything. I was like, oh, my God, this girl is a mad woman. She's thirsty for JT. Mm-hmm. But episode eight, secrets yeah. and lies. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. So, eight story was Ashley's dad is gay. Yes. And okay. she's mad at him for leaving the family to go live with his boyfriend in Europe. Yes. And then the B story was Liberty's big fat crush on JT. Well, I feel like we talked a lot about, like, the whole situation with Ashley's dad last week. Yeah. And, um, just, uh, just gotta remember how, how much I loved Liberty last week. Oh, my gosh. She is very cute. And I love, she's very, like, just authentic. Like, you know, she's not putting that on for anybody. Like, this is really just her. Yeah, like, she's... She's not fearing, like, any shame or anything like that. She's just like, this is me. I'm here. And I want you, JT. (laughs) Which is something that probably no one, including JT himself, ever expected anyone to say. Yeah, JT is just, like, disturbed. He's like, um, uh, 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 Like, he doesn't know what to do. (laughs) He's probably just scared of her womanly wiles. He doesn't know what well, to do with them. I mean, it is Liberty. She's got a pretty good handle on the wiles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see more Liberty. I want more Liberty. I just, I want to binge watch all of this, but it's just killing me. I, I'm like, oh, man, I need more. I need more Degrassi. Um, so I think instead of doing, like, a favorite moment and a least favorite moment, I think we should do at this point favorite and least favorite characters. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, how do you want to, like, wrap up this episode? I love that. Okay, so do you want to go first? Yes, okay, so my favorite character right now is Liberty. (laughs) That's definitely really. I, I think that she is. I, I you know I I'm definitely close second is Emma. 
I think Emma is so amazing and I love her passion and I love like the way that she treats everyone around her. I think she's an amazing person. And I think probably next week she'll become my favorite because you said it's like an Emma heavy episode, but I just got, yeah, and she's real cute and Liberty has been so great. Like I loved her in the episode with Ashley and I loved her in last week's episode. I'm just like very Liberty heavy right now. I'm like Liberty. Give me more liberty. I mean, that's understandable because she is very cute. (laughs) She is cute and she's so funny and, like, she just has such a great personality. I just, I love Liberty. Give me, like, a pin. I'll wear it. I (laughs) declare my love. Um, My least favorite character is definitely Toby. Toby's a little rat. Oh, yeah. He couldn't rot in hell. He just, he lives to make everyone around him miserable. And that's it. <laughs> so let's you know that is a really extreme statement, but I don't feel like you're out of line at all. Thank you, thank you. He does. He lives to make everyone miserable. Yeah, he kind of does. And like, with the exception of the first episode when we first met him, when we didn't really see him that much, he's kind of done something shitty to at least one person in every episode. Yeah, like you know, I I understand like people have done big shitty things like Paige. And I really hate Jimmy. But, like, Toby just, like, he's, like, a little sneaky ass. Like, and he just does, like, sneaky, shitty stuff. And that's what pisses me off. Yeah. And he acts like, oh, I'm a nice man. But he's not. See, that's what kills me is he runs around and he does things like rigs the election to piss off Ashley to the max on purpose. But then he turns around and is like, I don't know why nobody likes me. I'm a nice guy. Like, no, you're not. Exactly. He's like, why? Why is everyone mad? I'm a good boy. Why doesn't Emma want to kiss me? And like, you're a little idiot. That's what you are. You're You're a little idiot. Yeah. Like, so I'm. I didn't. I didn't get to plan my answer to this question. So I, I think my favorite character right now is going to be Emma, which is probably not a surprise. Yes, Emma's amazing. I love Emma. I've been loving watching baby Emma and like watching her relationship with Sean start up from the beginning again because like I haven't. Wa- I've been watching in my like non-podcast researching time I've been watching her college years oh yeah and she's so cute when she's older like she has she has a rough time in like later high school like in her senior year of high school she has a rough time and she kind of comes back into her own like in her second year of college and Mm -hmm. I had forgotten how cute she was when she was little, though, and like how, how, like how passionate she was about things like the environment, and she just like she has her causes, and everybody knows like who she is and what she stands for, and I think that's really great as a twelve-year-old. She, I think that she has such an amazing personality and like character development for her, especially at her age. I really love her. I think. I think she's going to be definitely, like, one of my favorites all the way down the line. Yeah. And she and um, Manny, like, my favorite. Oh, we should also do ships. 
Yes. We should also do what couples we like and don't like too. But her, because like their their friendship sh- is my ship. I love <laughs> their friendship. I love the Emma so Manny friendship. Um, if I was gonna ship, if I if I ship, uh, I ship Spinner and Terry. I wish they were together. See, I was gonna say that too as a romantic one, Spinner and Terry, even though they never actually get together. I think they'd be such a cute couple. <laughs> they would have been way cuter than Spinner and Paige. They really would have. But who's your least? I favorite? think my least favorite character. Oh, haha! We're on the same page. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Um, in the first eight episodes, my least favorite character is mm, probably Paige. Yeah, she's definitely one of my least favorites, too. And Toby, Toby is up there, too. But I feel like if I had to definitely choose just one, it's Paige. Because I'm really mad at her for what she did to Terry. And I'm also really mad at her for making Ashley feel like having sex with Jimmy was something that she has to do in order to keep her boyfriend. Yeah. And... I don't I'm just, like, mad at her for a lot of shitty things that she's done to her so-called friends. And I know she does it out of insecurity. And we'll see her grow as a person. But, like, right now, I really don't like Paige. Yeah. She she really is very unkind to her friends who stand by her. So it's not fair. <laughs> Especially Terry. Yeah. Terry, Terry does not deserve what she gets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? Um, not necessarily. Follow us on the Instagrams. Yes, and tune in for the next half of the season because we're coming in hard and we're coming in fast. And it's really only going to get better from here. We're going to have some guests in the second part of the season at least one for sure on our final um on our season one finale yes so which is as some diehard Degrassi fans will know the ecstasy episode drugs there's an ecstasy pill floating around campus oh no what are the children going to do Who's going to find it? Who's going to take it? Find out next. Well, not Find next. out. Well, like, yeah, in seven episodes, but whatever. Next <laughs> next week is Emma Emma and Manny-centric, so it's going to be a good time. Um, but, yeah, follow us on Instagram at socialdiseasepod. And you can also follow our personal Instas if you would like. I'm at um, Surprise It's Jess. And I'm at Alien Brain Disorder. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and bye. Bye bye.